Hello and welcome to the Politics of Storytelling, NJJ's series about political readings of texts and how you can serve your AO5 requirements through doing just that. For our fourth exercise in political reading, I'm going to look at Angela Carter's collection of short stories, The Bloody Chamber, published in 1979. Contextually, it's worth stating that Carter was consciously political as an individual, a staunch socialist and champion of second wave feminism. Her short story collection, The Bloody Chamber, which retells well-known fairy tales and folk tales from a female and feminist perspective, is also written within the Gothic tradition, itself a highly political genre, with its focus on power, sexuality and subversion, and its interest in marginalised outsider figures. The title story of The Bloody Chamber is a retelling of Charles Perrault's The History of Bluebeard, a centuries-old story about a sinister but enormously wealthy aristocrat who murders and mutilates his wives, storing their bodies in a locked chamber within his castle. His latest wife is forbidden to enter this chamber, for fairly obvious reasons, but does so anyway, discovering her husband's gruesome secret. Only the arrival of her brothers in the nick of time prevents her from becoming Bluebeard's newest victim. Perversely, however, it is the wife who is made out to be at fault in the story, which in Perrault's original is subtitled The Fatal Effects of Curiosity and Disobedience, giving a clear signal as to his purpose in writing it, namely to frighten wives into unquestioning obedience of their husbands, even if those husbands turn out to be psychotic maniacs. Well, I guess things were different in 1697. Carter's version, though moved forward in time to the early years of the 20th century, essentially follows the same plot with minor variations. For example, it is the bride's mother, not her brothers, who rise to the rescue of the story's climax. It is narrated from the point of view of the young bride, who is both attracted and repelled by her husband, the Marquis, who combines intense sexual allure with a powerful aura of menace and corruption. This ambivalence is key to our understanding of the tale. A political reading of this story is not just invited, but more or less demanded by its subject and Carter's treatment. First, there is the fact that the Bluebeard figure is a feudal aristocrat with almost unlimited wealth and power, in contrast to his teenage bride, who has only her talent as a musician and her virginity to her credit. The fact her husband has the French title Marquis immediately links him to the real-life figure of the Marquis de Sade, an 18th-century French nobleman notorious for his sexual crimes and the author of a highly explicit and the author of highly explicit violent pornographic literature dwelling on sadism, which is the gaining of pleasure from the infliction of pain. Indeed, the word sadism derives from the Marquis de Sade's name, Sade Sadism. Carter was fascinated by de Sade and wrote a controversial academic study in defence of his work and pornography more generally, shortly before the publication of The Bloody Chamber, which put her at odds with mainstream feminist opinion on this subject. To summarise very broadly, Carter's argument was that pornography can empower women rather than simply objectifying or exploiting them, and that more widely, that female sexuality should be celebrated. Certainly, the heroines of her stories in The Bloody Chamber find strength and agency through their sexuality. In this story, Carter has several targets in her sights. The corrupt, morally bankrupt aristocracy, the institution of marriage with its inherent imbalance of power, stifling sexual conventions, male violence towards women, the ability of wealth to insulate wrongdoers from justice. These are all political issues, and none more so than the overriding theme of the story and the collection as a whole which is an absolute rejection of the centuries-old tradition of female passivity 
and binary sexual codes that perpetuate dysfunctional systems of power. In the stories, we are shown women reclaiming their autonomy, their sexuality and their voice. And looking back from the lofty heights of 2023, we can begin to appreciate how brave and radical Carter's message was and how much she and others like her shifted the balance of power for women in the closing decades of the 20th century.